0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Batman, Season 4, Episode 17 of WA domestic sports Weekly Wrap, where today's podcast is proudly supported by the team of Matt and Anna at Roller Games and their mad for footy board game, where they're kicking big bags of goals, making turnovers at critical times, and changing the way footy is delivered one game at a time. That's what this new AFL-inspired board game is all about, and you can find them on at Roller Games on Instagram, Roller Games on Facebook, and RollerGames.com.au. To find out a bit more about them, but more importantly to get your hands on a mad footy board game for you and the family. And yes, the voice is a little bit gravelly uh, this morning on a Monday morning as I record. That's because I went to the WWE uh, Elimination Chamber Premium live event on Saturday. And uh, well, I'll tell you what, it was hectic, it was incredible, and uh, just what a great event put on uh, by the West Australian government, you have to say it. All right, but uh, we're not here to talk about my uh, weekend outings and antics. We're here to talk about WA Domestic Sports. We're going to kick it off with the beginning of the Super Rugby season, and that means it's time to check in with our Western force. Going, sending it the other way. Hitting the line at pace was Bury. Tizano can't get in the way, but now he can to Williams. It's off to Tim Horton. Horton looking to do it Oh, yeah, It's spectacular... Quick ball, Harry Potter playing Scrummy, linking, backs and forwards, a little bit of an overrun, but cool as ice is Carlo Tisano. picks his man beautifully, and the skill over here from the hooker, Tom Horton, from 1 to 15, it's a team try. The West- yeah, that's right, the Super Rugby season is back upon us. Now, uh, second season under new coach, well, formerly new coach, now... Uh, the uh, coach that of course is here at the bo- at the moment in time uh, Simon Cron. Uh, there were some big off-season signings in Wallabies Ben Donaldson and Nick White, our uh, tie back Will Harris, English Premiership player Harry Potter, an All Premiership attacker should I say, and former All Black Artu Molly among others. And they also named a new captain in back rower and lock Jeremy Williams who unfortunately couldn't uh, play in that match uh, due to concussion. And uh you know big uh Lots of hype around this guy too, Isaac Rodder. Unfortunately, he couldn't uh, he couldn't make the park too. Um, he was he's been dogged by injury as well. So in fact, missed almost all of last season and is uh, the potential to be a wallaby. But uh, let's sort of get back on track and uh, they'll begin their season on a Friday night up against the Hurricanes. And it was far from ideal, with a lot of hype around this team falling in their first sit out. 14 to 44. Um, just a disastrous loss. And uh, not the way to start. Uh, that was 0 to 22. 22 points down in the first half, not registering a point at all. They considered three tries despite having seven more in total runs and 54% first half possession with their overall 40 minutes. Um, but 55% time in opponents' half, too. Overall, though, where did it all go wrong? Well, the first half was littered with handling and concentration areas from the force, giving the ball back uh, to the Hurricanes and in dangerous positions too overall. Uh, they only had 44 less metres carried, which you'd think would be more based on the scoreline, um, all from 16 more carries to the Hurricanes. Uh, the force had two less ter- turnovers conceded, again, surprising. Um, plus 14 rucks one as well. But here's the crux of it all. So, minus 40 um, up against, so 13 uh, to the Hurricanes in regards to defenders beaten. So, they had 40 less defenders beaten, uh, 15 to 2 in the first half. But that basically says the same as missed tackles. Um, yeah, if you look at it in a different way. And 16-8 to 8 in penalties, conceded in a lot of undisciplined play. So that was where the game was won and lost, essentially. Now, next up is the Rebels on Friday away. Uh, they sit dead last on the ladder, but it is the first round. So let's give them a couple of rounds before we really rip into them. But um, for now, not the ideal start. All right, let's now head to the basketball court, the hard court. It's time to talk a little bit of Perth Lynx. Turning around on that occasion is McDonald's star import. Atwell comes up with the steal and the basket. Boy, she's been impressive. Here's McDonald's. Now, let's talk about the Perth Lynx. One game left in the regular season. Finals, Destiny pretty much out of their hands, but all they could do firstly was take care of business in the form of Bendigo Spirit on Saturday evening Melbourne time. Now, the girls could not have started worse, falling down 11 points in the first 10 minutes, before bouncing back to go into halftime just 5 points down and giving them an opportunity. I'm bringing that margin slightly in, before exploding in the second half, winning it plus 24 points, to take care of the their, their side of the equation, to scrape into finals, with a 93 to 74, really strong win. Now to that massive second half, and let's break it down, in the third quarter they shot at 50% from the field, they had five more rebounds, but genuinely Ben to go through the lead away, a paltry 28% from the field, from two-pointers, 1 of 7 from three-point land. And looking ahead to the fourth quarter, 0 for 7 for Bendigo versus 3 for 7 from three-point land uh, for the Perth Lynx. That did most of the damage. As overall, the Lynx were at 44% from the field, 38.5% from three-point land, up against 21% from Bendigo, 10 of 12 from free throws, and 10 of 20 for Bendigo. So they shot themselves in the foot, but good teams make you pay. And that's what, eventually, the Perth Lynx were able to do. Now, Erin McDonald, she led the way for the second straight week. Since her return, 26 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Amy Atwell had 23 points, 6 rebounds. And Amila Goodchild had 14 points. All three of those led the way. And with other results in the the rest of the round going their way, the Lynx have slithered, slid, and uh, crawled and done everything they could They have found a way into the finals. They will take on top contenders... Townsville Fire, uh, who they've been disposed of in the their games that they've played with this season, as has most of the competition. They're just, they're the bar that everyone needs to get to. In a semi-final series beginning on Thursday the 29th of the 2nd, so this Thursday, uh, before Sunday the 3rd of the 3rd, that's going to be their home game, so Game 2. And then Game 3, if required, uh, will be back in Townsville. That's going to be next Thursday, so Thursday week. Um, but that's only if, if it's required. So yep, uh, get on down and support the Perth links. All right now, let's head our way back to the pitch, talk a little bit of football, the world game, and that means it's our Perth Glory Men. Glory, glory, Perth, well the glory are rolling undefeated consisting of three wins and two draws across the last five weeks chipping away at being in the mix for a top six spot with one hell of a win the week prior amid the announcement of new owners in the polygra group uh, ross polygra uh, now for this fixture already making a statement uh, the polygra group gave away 3,000 free tickets to the first 16 years old and under kids wanting to attend the mat so quite a gesture indeed however this is all nice but they were to take on ladder leaders wellington phoenix so could they claim the big scalp well, they certainly took it up to the best team in the competition, despite 56% ball possession uh, across the board. Uh, they had five less goal attempts. Uh, shots on goal, that were pretty even. Well, they were even, actually. Uh, they had two more shots off goal. Uh, the Phoenix having seven, seven more blocked shots. But Glory were minus 18 free kicks, minus 17 throw-ins, minus 54 in attacks. Um, just minus two in dangerous attacks. So maybe uh, Wellington maybe not not finishing as well as they could in that complete final third. And you know, credit to Gloria, their last line of defense held up for most of the evening. Now looking to the second half, they were very much under the pump with Gloria's just 38% ball possession. Uh, they generated four um, up against Wellington's six goal attempts. So you know nothing, you know, out of and meteoric, that's sort of just a massive difference between the two teams. But free kicks are 7. Throw-ins, minus 5. Minus 31 attacks and 11 dangerous attacks. But again, you're holding firm. You're not conceding goals um, against, as we said, the best team in the competition for now. You could say that maybe they were outplayed uh, based on these stats. But the glory managed to hold firm for long enough to take a point away from the contest in the nil-all draw. Uh, Still sitting in the bottom tier in ninth spot. Uh, Just one win off seventh, though. And they're now six games undefeated with Western United. Next up, away on Saturday. Right, let's uh, head to a different kind of pitch. Talk a little bit of cricket pitch. That's right, the season's still going, but we're very much on the road uh, to the end of it. And that means we need to touch base with our Western Warriors. It's all over. WA go back-to-back in the Marsh Cup. They win their 16th title, and that man on screen would have to be pretty close to the man of the match, Josh Inglis, his batting performance. Too. Now, could the Warriors do it's it good. and make it a treble one-day cup? Treble lot of one-day cup titles for the black and gold. Well, it was to be away at Cricket, Cricket Central in New South Wales or Sydney Olympic Park, um, where they've only actually hosted one men's eight-list A match. And that was, coincidentally enough, in New South Wales Against WA, now it was a great way to start, electing to bowl first. And whilst the game was going slowly for New South Wales at three for sixty-one at the seventeen over mark, um, before having a little bit of a mini build of a partnership that threatened uh, to put together a really strong score before an important Moses on Reek's Moses on Reek's wicket, um, having them at four for one thirty-five to then the Western Warriors putting the clamps on and uh, resulted in a fall of six for thirty-four. And being all out for 169, so clearly way unders. Um, now this was set up from Joel Paris's inclusion um, back into the team, picking up 4 for 21 at 2.33 economy rate, where across the season he's actually got 30 wickets at 14.7, so he's just had a ripper season. Uh, two wickets also to AJ Ty and Ashton Agar. Uh, the chase, however, was nervous, and it started off really edgy trying to you know run down a very small target. But you have to say, on a tricky wicket to begin with, uh, dropping to 3 for 30 at the 7.1 over mark. So still had a good clip, you know, the run rate was never a problem, but could they keep their wickets up their sleeve and build the partnerships that they need to chase down the runs required? Uh, Josh Philippi after having failed with no score more than 20 in his previous one-day cup finals... So the last three or four. Um, He was a strong anchor when wickets were falling around him. Uh, He got to 42 off 52. Uh, Nick Hobson almost uh, at a runnable 26 not out of 31. Uh, He was there right at the very end. But the man of the match had to be Hilton Cartwright's 73 not out of 80 with the final 68 runs being chased down from these two individuals alone. Now, this is just the most incredible streak of these kings of domestic cricket, making it a treble of titles in the Marsh One Day Cup, uh, with 17 One Day Cup titles having won the past domestic cricket titles, with a Sheffield Shield appearance in the final still in the mix for them. And speaking of, uh, they continue that uh, that run to the final. Friday next up is Queensland at home to try and build their case for an appearance um, and be available hopefully, to claim a double three-peat. But uh, time will tell, and still a lot to play out there. But yes, the men are the champions, the Marsh One Day Cup champions for the third year running, 2022, 2023, and 2024. Well, that's it. We're done. We're dusted. That is the end of another episode, Season 4, Episode 17, of the WA Domestic Sports Weekly Wrap. Uh, you couldn't really finish it off better than, hate. Uh, hey, We are the champions, the Western Warriors. And they've just got one more box that they're hoping to tick off in the form of Sheffield Shield glory. And uh, speaking of glory, uh, the Perth glory themselves. Uh, six games undefeated. Um, you know, you've got to say, you know, pretty decent nil-all draw up against top of the table and leaders Wellington Phoenix. And they're just slowly building, trying to get that momentum rolling. But at the moment, it's looking good for the Perth glory. And the Perth Lynx, they took care of what they needed to do. They got the win on the weekend. A convincing one Minor add to. And other results went their way. Snuck their way into the top four and uh, they, Townsville, await them. It just, you know, could be a mouth-watering clash. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be tough to topple. Um, the Townsville fire. And the Western Fourth. Well, Western Fourth, should I say. Absolutely underwhelming. If you ever wanted a bad news story for the weekend, unfortunately, that was it. But hey, all you can do is bounce back. Friday can't come quick enough for them. Let's see what they can do. Now, if you haven't already, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a rating, and leave a review. Your favorite podcasting platform: Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram. Whether you're listening in the morning, the afternoon, or the evening, it's a joy and privilege. Look after yourself. And stay safe. I'm out and about yours truly. I'm out for now.